Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Some guests on our show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. You can text us at 630-630 just before we bring John Shannon in. Uh, this text comes to us from Kevin from Stony. Bob, thank you for doing a show on a holiday Monday. Can you do a quick rip on your perspective of the edition that the Calgary Flames made. Kevin from Stoney says he loves James Neal, uh, James Neal, and he goes, I also believe Toronto really messed up their team by signing JT. Thanks again. Uh, well, all right, I'm, I'm biased here because I like Derek Ryan, uh, though I don't think I would have given him $3 million plus on a three-year deal. Uh, Austin Zarnick, there were a lot of teams in on, so I think that could be a bit of a sleeper pickup for the Flames, and I've always liked James Neal. So uh, to me, it's... Calgary got themselves a third-line you know, center that can move around the lineup. They got themselves a top-six winger to replace Furland. Um, put it this way, I like their free agent pickups more than I like the trade. Because I, I think I like the trade for Carolina's perspective for Hamilton. I know there was stuff going on there, but Hamilton's still a, a pretty special defenseman. He led the league in goals last year. So for what it's worth, that's my take on Calgary. It doesn't mean that I'm right. Let's bring aboard John. As for John Tavares... I respectfully disagree with the texter. I think the Maple Leafs, it's a pretty significant coup. And to talk about that, from the center of the universe, the Western Canadian, John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when you think of John Tavares in hockey yesterday and LeBron James last night in basketball, yeah. big markets win. You know, big big markets, you know, even with salary caps, big markets can do big things. Well, okay, but wait a sec here. Where did Kevin Durant end up? Oh, he st- didn't he stay? No, but he ended up with Golden. He went to Golden State, right? That's the point. Like yeah. Golden State is not a big market. I think what yeah, top ten, top ten market. All right, so so John, let me market. let me throw this at you. Are we seeing the evolution with Tavares going to Tavares going to the Leafs? Are we seeing sort of a microcosm of what occurs in the NBA where super teams get built? Uh, you know what? I, I I wouldn't go that far because I I think that. Uh, the, the collective bargaining agreement in hockey uh, is much more stringent than all of this opt-out stuff in basketball. Right. And I also think the physical nature of the game, where no one, I mean, remember the drivel last week that maybe JT would take a $15 million one-year deal? Right. And no hockey player is going to be, no hockey player is going to do that uh, because of the physical nature of the game. Uh, you know, LeBron can do it, and uh, you know the only way LeBron gets hurt is if he hits a hits a whiteboard after the game when they lose. You know, so from that perspective, I, I there are, I think there's 
certain key issues, whether it's CBA or the game itself, that just doesn't lean itself to to the similar super teams. You know, if you, the super teams in our league occur through the draft. You know, Chicago, Pittsburgh, uh, and uh, even without even without uh, Tavares, when you look at uh, somebody like uh, Matthews and Amarna. John, uh, you know Harold Rosen. You did some work with him back in the I day. Do. Yes, he has a very close friend by the name of Phil Shuchuk, who for years was a labor negotiator for the city and later did HR for Harold with one of Harold's companies. And Phil always used to tell me, the shorter the term, the more it favors management. And so when I when people were talking about the fifteen million one year deal on 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 Tavares, I was just like, that's how does there's no way that happens. Which is why when a guy does sign a one-year deal, like we saw with Edmonton, with uh, Tobias Reeder, that, that to me was surprising. I was, frankly, shocked when the Oilers, you know, got him to come in on a one-year deal of $2 million bucks. I, was, I was just actually, quite frankly, I was shocked that T- T- Tobias Reeder finally showed up. You know, when you think that, you know, he elected not to sign a contract the first time around with this hockey club. Right. You know, and I don't, it doesn't really matter what the stories are. And he was a he was a draft pick of the Oilers and elected not to play. He, fourth round, fourth round pick. He scored forty plus for Kitchener, and he wanted to be paid like a second rounder. And they weren't prepared to yeah. do that at that time. Exactly. So, all right, just back to Tavares here for a second, and and all the things with the Leafs. Um, I mean, they basically got two scoring tandems now, right? They can go two times two on their top two lines, and the strength they've got down the middle. I mean, they've got three thirty goal scorers down the middle between yeah. Matthews, Tavares, and Nazem Kadri. That's they're they're as good as anybody is at center. Big challenge now for Mike. Uh, I think the pressure's on Mike Babcock more than ever uh, this year. Uh, you know, we all heard about his issues with uh, Austin Matthews late in the season. I think John Tavares is going to allay a few of those challenges. I think that Matthews is going to lean on Tavares a little more on. Uh, I wouldn't say fatherly advice, but certainly uh, mentorship, uh, like Patrick Marlowe. Uh, and then I would—I also think that uh, the, the utilization of all these guns is, is going to be something that Mike Babcock is going to be challenged. And, and really, when you have three centers like that, and you have two-minute commercial breaks in a game, and you have a timeout, and you have ability to slow the game down, uh, I think it's probably beneficial for the Maple Leafs. Don't worry about that fourth center. Who, I mean, it, it could. I think it'll probably be one of the kids off the Marlies. Uh But you know, making sure that your top three centers get almost, you know, literally twenty minutes each. Well, uh, let's take it the Edmonton way on this from an Oilers centric position. The Oilers have McDavid. They've got Drysaddle. They've got Nugent Hopkins. That's three pretty good centers. And yeah, I, I actually think Nugent Hopkins has to stay with McDavid though. Yeah. Um, well, if he, if he does, if he believer there, I think that that I I I think that that will rejuvenate Ryan. I think that uh, even though it was uh, you know it was uh, garbage time late in the season, I think we got a, a sense of how the, those two communicate. And I, I, I the more I think about it, just leave Nugent Hopkins on the wing, let him play with Connor. And life goes on. And then have Drysaddle drive his own line. And obviously, Edmonton's yeah. gonna, they're going to need Lucic to uh, uh, Lucic to bounce back. And that's at this stage of the game. I mean, he had one bad half to the year. So let's not. Yeah. I mean, hey, Dustin Brown had five bad years in LA and, and bounced back in a big way. Yep. Um, okay, let's do this. So we've talked a bit about the Toronto situation. 
What about from the uh, Islanders' perspective? How devastating? We're going to have Arthur Staple on later, John. How devastating is this for the Islanders' organization? Well, for everything that Lou did so well when he got the job, uh, for the time being, um, he, he's undone a little bit of it. Um, that said, and with, and with Ryan O'Reilly now gone, James Neal now gone, I mean, I, I think the question becomes from their perspective, where is the goal, to, goal scoring going to come from? You know, Andrew Z can score goals, but you need a centerman. Matthew Barzell is a goalie can do stuff, but you need a centerman. Um, you know, they, they they lost their best centerman, and so how are they going to replace him in a uh, uh, at a, in, in a league now that is so center centric that uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to pay a hefty price? So uh, I think I think it was a step back. I think it was a step back for the franchise. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, I I, I, and I I believe and I well I know that. Uh, the whole arena issue, the split between Barclays and Nassau Coliseum was an issue for Tavares. Um, and uh, how the team was constructed. Uh, how they, wh- What were they going to do with a goaltender? Uh, what were they going to do uh, about their blue line? Those were those were key issues for John Tavares as he pondered his future over the weekend. We're joined by John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Starfer with you. It's 1243 at Edmonton. John, um... Give me your take. You mentioned the fact that O'Reilly ended up moving. St. Louis brought in both Ryan O'Reilly and Tyler Bozak. Bozak got got himself paid. Uh, What did you think of the body of work by Doug Armstrong, and how did you see the return for Buffalo on the O'Reilly trade? Well, I'll tell you what. To me, this this was uh, um, a demonstration. Doug Armstrong uh, at the trade deadline last year put a shingle out saying lots of us for sale. Uh, they weren't going to win with that lineup. I do think that the fact that Tom Stillman, the owner, prepared to pay that $7.5 million bonus yesterday uh, was an indication that they're going for it. Uh, we talked about the Leaf centers being so good at 1-2-3. When you look at Braden Shen, the season he had, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Tyler Bozak, and they're going to get Robert Thomas, probably the young kid out of... Uh, he played in Hamilton last year at the end of the season. Um They've got they've got really good depth down the middle there, and you know they've they've also you know with their blue line, I, I think that that they're much improved. You know, Patrick Berlin and Sabotka, um, you know, they were they weren't going to be able to do it in, in St. Louis. Um, uh, Tag Thompson was still a prospect. I, I suspect the biggest thing they gave up was the first round pick next year. Uh, you know, Armstrong's been given a green light to go ahead, and I think that uh, they're a better team today uh, than they were yesterday. Did Buffalo get a decent return, in your opinion, for O'Reilly? Well, uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I you know, those those guys that I just mentioned, um, and I think that the, the jury's still out on Thompson. I, I mean, Berglund and Savotkar are, uh, are are third and fourth line guys. They're not second-liners. They're third-liners for me. To me, yeah. Saboka is one of the most overrated players in the league. and I mean, I know it's Craig McTavish has loved him forever, but he's just a, he's just, just a, a third-liner. That's all he is. I talked to somebody last night about Saboka and, and got a really interesting uh, philosophy. And what they said was that the Saboka that came back from the KHL was not near as gritty as the guy that was there the first time. Um, <laughs> what a surprise. They, yeah, 
And so that, and that's why they soured on him so quickly. Because uh, Sabotka, when he was in, in North America the first time, he was he was the real deal. He was a factor. But uh, after his uh, time in the KHL, he came back a lot softer. Uh, and uh, he can't, you know, he doesn't have the offensive skills without using his body uh, and his uh, intelligence to uh, to float. And that's exactly what he was doing at the end. So from that perspective. I'm not sure in the end what the Blues gave up were two high draft picks in two years. And is that worth Ryan O'Reilly in the short term to, and to take on that extra money? It, it, it might be if you, if you feel that you're that close to winning. John Shannon joining us. John, I want to ask you this. Uh, we'll switch focus to an organization that's not made a move yet, the Ottawa Senators and Eric Carlson. What are you hearing on that front? Uh, well, we all know, as Pierre told us yesterday, that he did do what he was what he promised to do was put an offer on the table. Have, none of us have heard exactly what that offer is. Um, I, I think the only way that uh, Carlson would have considered any offer was if it matched Drew Doughty's offer, which is uh, eighty-eight million dollars for eight years. And so, from that perspective, uh, you know as well as I do, Bob. Uh, that uh, there's no way that Pierre Dorian would be in a position to offer uh, $88 million for eight years. And if he is, then uh, then the onus is on Eric Carlson to accept or decline and then move on. And I, and I, I fully believe, and Doug McLean actually mentioned this yesterday on the show, um, about when, you know, when they did the refinancing, they, you know, these bankers just don't walk in and say, how's your team and here's the money. Uh, they look at your books. They look at everything. And... Uh, uh, the question becomes is, is how much pressure are the banks putting on the hockey club to, uh, to reduce payroll? And the biggest payroll to re- be reduced last year and this year would be Eric Carlson's contract. So I, I think the writing, more so than ever before, is on the wall. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He will be traded. All right, so Vegas has the cap space to take on both Carlson and Bobby Ryan. Do they do it? Yeah. Um, I think they might. I, I think they might. Um, you know, I, obviously, George will try to find a way to do it without taking on Bobby Ryan's contract. Um, and perhaps uh, in the end, uh, what we're also told is the offers that Carlson has been uh, been given by to Dorian by other teams has been rather uh, low-ballish. Uh, perhaps uh, in the end the Senators have to carry some of Ryan's contract to make it palatable for George McPhee. Yeah. So that, that, there are some interesting things still out there. Uh, I, I, just the fact that uh, George has been very stringent. You know, he, uh, like he offered James Neal a three-year deal. No yep. more. David Perron, a three-year deal. No more. He, went, he wanted to keep the game together, but under his terms, not in, on anybody else's. So from that perspective... Um, and, and and to me, just the fact that they didn't appear to be heavily involved in the uh, in the Tavera stakes tells me that he's still banking on doing something big. 
All right. Uh, so that's uh, Vegas. Uh, so you mentioned James Neal. I read the text from the person asking about my thoughts on what Calgary's done. Um, we're going to talk about the two Alberta teams right now with John Shannon. John, we thought all along when we talked at uh, in Dallas at the NHL draft, less could be more with the Oilers. They do yeah. three signings. Um, I mean, the signing for Kevin Gravel, you know, it's a two-way deal with the a guarantee that every team in the league's got guys like that. But the two players that the Oilers picked up to help out on their PK and potentially in a case of Reader to play in their top nine, and then obviously Brodzik to center their fourth line. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, you've got a lot of Reader's feet, and uh, it was big enough for the Kings to say that Reader had to be called in to trade from Arizona late in the season. Uh, and I, and I think the Brodzik addition for the short term uh, is something that, uh, Bob, I think you had you know, a front row seat to this. They, they needed some veteran leadership. They needed somebody who didn't have a vested interest every time he was worried about whether he played with Connor McDavid or not. <laughs> and I think that the, a guy like Brodziak is worth his weight in gold to a team like the Oilers. And just a stabilizing influence, someone who understands uh, what's going on. I, I think, by the way, I think, it's, I think it's smart. He's an Alberta kid. That makes sense to me, too. I think there's some pride in northern Alberta when it comes to players like that. Uh, I just think it's a good, solid depth move, uh, and uh, and there, there will be absolutely no regret uh, by Peter Chiarelli uh, for doing it. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they do some more. Uh, maybe a, one more like that. So, um, it, to me... So a guy like uh, Jason... Ch- a guy like Chimera, maybe? Well, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if Jason Chimera shows up. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, do you... I mean, and again, another Ed, another Edmonton kid, another guy that doesn't compromise the team with his lack of speed, still as fast as ever. You know, the irony for me is, you know, the, both guys, former Oiler draft picks, had time in Edmonton with the club at a certain point, certain points in their careers, but they've certainly gone away from Edmonton and become quality hockey players and i think that that's uh, that's something to be said for uh, for the high club it's not a knock at the bottom six guys that have been playing in edmonton yeah but you know if you have a choice between putting brodziak and jujar Kara out there i'm putting brodziak out at this really stage am. yeah i mean yes. to be honest with you jujar played better playing third line left wing on a line with strom and yes Poliarvi. Yeah. Uh, that he did at fourth line center, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm comfortable with it. I think I think the Oilers did improve their. I, I like the fact that they, you know what, um, and and this is part of the theory. Uh, here's what we'll do. I want to talk about Calgary and then Vancouver just to wrap up. Uh, your thoughts on Neil, Derek Ryan, uh, and Zarnik going to the Flames? Well, uh, I, I mean, and I, I, I'm like you. I, I actually like the trade for the Flames, um, but I because I like. Lindholm. I'm not as worried about Hannafin. Uh, I like Lindholm. Uh, you know, Brad has always, since he got there, has been trying to improve the top six. Uh, every trade deadline. Hi, Brad, what are you doing? Well, you know what? We need another top six forward. Okay. You know, we got to improve our scoring. That's what Neil does. That's what Lindholm does. Lindholm plays with uh, with, with Monaghan and, and Goudreau. Neil, i tell you what, when you think about Backlund, Neil, and Kachuk, you know, that could be a... Uh, a pretty pretty formidable affordable line for uh, for for Calgary. Derek Ryan does but exactly what he did at the U of A and what he did in Carolina. The open service work his tail off will be as effective playing eight minutes as he will be fourteen. Yeah, um, and and finally, you know, John, we went through a couple of years here in Edmonton, back to back years, four year deal for thirty four year old Andrew Ferentz. Um, 
it was going to be very difficult for him to live up to that contract at that stage of his career. If, we, if the Oilers could have got him at 29-30, different conversation. Uh, Mark Fain, four-year deal, five-year deal on Pouliot. Those are average players that got too much term and too much money at the end of the day. Yep. Say what yep. you want, okay? Ference might be a terrific person in the community and all those other things, but those were hard deals from a hockey perspective. Uh, the Oilers didn't make deals, and, and I'm going to say that I believe that Lucic and Sacra are on a different level than those other three players. They're better. Their their reputations and their body of work was better than those three players. Uh now, that being said, the Oilers were not involved in any of that this year. They didn't have the money to do so. Vancouver signed a couple guys. Jay Beagle, four-year deal at 32 years of age. Uh, Roussel, four-year deal. And I just look at the position that Vancouver's in. and I'm. I'm you like the Schaller deal? I can handle that one. Yeah, I can handle that one. Smaller deal, tighter deal, two years. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. handle it. It's the four-year terms for... You know what I mean? Like, I, I put it this way, John. You buy, if you spend money, spend it right, right? And always buy quality. That's my theory. Yeah. I, I, and well, I mean, I do think they bought quality in in Beagle. Uh, and I, I just think now that, uh, that there's a real thought process. I, the, the Roussel one, I do not understand. Uh, I, I must admit, I do not understand. I Antoine Roussel is one of those guys that drives you nuts. And I think he drives coaches nuts, too. And I'm not talking the other coach. I'm talking your own coach. Yeah. Um, so so from that perspective, you know, if he's going to play to the edge, you know, he's, he's the modern-day Alex Burroughs now, isn't he? He'll be that, he'll be that guy uh, for Vancouver. And I guess Jim Benning felt they needed some, some edge. No, with, no with Dorsett, with, no Burroughs. Right, no Dorsett. Uh, Beagle, Beagle I'm, a, I'm a Beagle fan. Uh, and what he was able to parlay in what he did in the playoffs, uh, there were, everybody was convinced he was getting three years at two and a half, and and that was that yep. was something that was palatable. Uh, you know, four years at three. All, all I can say is that Bob, when you're, you and I are doing the show three years from now, we're going to be talking about buyouts. <laughs> that's, all, that's and that's what happens, right? Yeah. Well, you get to that fourth year, and you know you uh, you 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 pay out at sixty six percent over two years. You know what, John? And you buy it out. John, we can we can sit here and it like there's been times where I've thought it would be a good deal. Like, hey, if Milan Lucic comes in and has a terrible year this year, yeah. well, orders are like, and when they got him initially, my my response and some of the harshest critics from the media perspective was they love the Lucic signing. They didn't see him having a back half of last season like he did. So that's the thing. You think you know, but the one thing we are seeing with analytics and players like the beagles of the world is there does tend to be a drop off by the time they get into the mid 30s and then within four uh with power forwards there's a drop off once they get into their 30s uh, 30s as well that's concerning john great well, and they're kind of like you know what they, you know what they are about those power forwards kind of like running backs of the national football yes right yep they lose the explosiveness yep absolutely john great stuff can we do this again next week yeah, sure, no problem. All right, uh, that's John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 12.56 in Edmonton. We'll take a one-minute break and come back in orders now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton 
showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630K. 1258 Edmonton. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes non-stop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. Here is Tori Stoffer. Up next, global news and weather.